0: I think over the last five years, the market is realizing that you can't use the last hundred years to, to to plan what to expect over the next 10.
1: Very excited today to be here with Steve Bennett. He is the co-founder and chief climate officer at the DemEx Group. Welcome, Steve.
0: Thanks, Josh. I appreciate the invitation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you can just set some context and let people know a bit about your background and how it led to being a co-founder of the group.
0: For sure. Uh, So I've been in weather and climate pretty much my whole career spanning back the last 20, 25 years or so. Uh, So I focused most of my career around the impact of weather on some form of decision-making. The first 10 years or so I was in media Um, and I had a chance to work for the Weather Channel. Uh, Around 2000, I went from the Weather Channel to into the financial industry. And so um, joined a team that was doing weather analytics, weather forecasting um, as an input to energy demand forecasting, which was the foundation for predicting energy prices. So it was an energy trading firm. Um, That company happened to be Enron uh, I was there during the time that the company was in, on the front page. Um, it, was a interesting, it was an interesting experience for an early career professional. Um, from Enron, I uh, the team I was with, we got picked up as a whole, and we moved to Citadel in Chicago to build an energy trading business. From Citadel, I had an opportunity to shift gears and head out to San Diego. Um, so I went out to UC San Diego Scripps. I was looking to try to get uh, deeper into the research community. I wanted to get into a position where I could start looking at um, new and novel research as applied to climate and climate change. That's where I uh, had the opportunity to start my first company, which was uh, EarthRisk Technologies, which later became Risk Pulse. Um, we, we hit on a value proposition of um, providing weather intelligence for supply chain. We quickly established that as a multi-million dollar savings opportunity for Fortune 500s. And the company that we started was acquired by DHL, um, the the shipping company, along with the private equity group. That positioned me in late 2019 to meet up with several people that I had worked with back at Citadel in 2005, one of whom our our lead founder, Ed Burns, was starting the DEMEX um with the notion of basically providing financial instruments for climate resilience so basically taking weather basically taking weather and climate information using it as an input to uh, to price risk so be that an insurance premium or be it a capital markets transaction basically, um, providing a valuation based on how weather and climate affect a business operation. So that was at the end of 2019. We started DemEx right at the start of 2020.
1: Maybe you could explain, you know, what financial resilience is relative to maybe some of the broader topics of resilience or climate resilience right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think about this all in terms of um, climate resilience is where I start. And then climate resilience has a, a whole bunch of different angles to it. So there's, you know, there is emissions, um, there's emissions and CO2, there's general sustainability. So there's the notion of um, of basically optimizing your operation so that you only use what you need and you only have what you need You produce less waste, all of those things. Um, so sustainable um, resilience in terms of climate change is a very, very wide swath. Uh, I intersect it, and we intersect it in a pretty narrow slice where we look at the impact of extreme weather on a business operation. And we start, we we talk about creating financial resilience there. At that at that intersection, we start with the customer's operations. Um, we then go on to help that customer understand how the weather sense how they're weather sensitive. So how does does the weather affect their operations, their their profitability? So either their cost structure or their revenue. Then we go on to help the client manage that risk. And typically that's through an insurance product. Uh, In some cases, we actually work with insurance companies. So it's a reinsurance product uh, or it's a capital markets product. And so we also stand. So the first thing we do is our technology helps the client understand what the impacts are and then we assist that client in risk transfer in in some way, shape, or form. So we, we either help them acquire insurance or reinsurance that helps protect that risk, or help them enter into a capital markets structure that helps by um, paying them, you know, providing cash back into the system when uh, the bad weather event occurs.
1: So does that mean that all the products here? helping to develop on the insurance side are parametric in nature?
0: Uh, that's a good way to think about it. I, I wouldn't say exclusively parametric um, because we are working with some products that are not 100% parametric, but I think parametrics are a good way to think about this, um, meaning that the trigger is automatic um, and it's modeled. Um, so we're we're basically putting the weather together with some loss metric and the model is what triggers the claim. Now, that's Problematic to some insurers, um, and the uh, the we we are working with products that are sort of a coupled um, parametric trigger and an indemnity trigger, um, so that there there does actually need to be proven loss at a particular location.
1: For this particular risk, are are you taking on a hundred percent of that, or are you also sharing that risk with the carrier?
0: Yeah, important to note that Demex as a company, we do not take risk ourselves. We hold no okay. risk, so okay. we we sit in between the parties that hold the risk to begin with and the parties that they transfer to. So we've built a network. We've built a network of risk carriers um, that are familiar with our processes.
1: Obviously, data is a big component of this, and and so you know, did you guys figure out how to tap into different data sources? Did you figure out how to sort of clean data and make it more, more useful in a different way?
0: The real key to what we're doing is that it is an amazing amount of data, right? All of the data needs to be cleaned. Um, there are nuances to each individual data set. And we have to find the data set that is most relevant for the client. So that means you actually have to, you know, um, rainfall is not very, is, is not impactful to every client. So we can't just work with rainfall. We have to work with rainfall, snowfall, temperature, right? So there's, we basically have to work with all the data sets. So we have to start by having uh, a tech stack that can quickly and easily parse huge sets of data. Where our special sauce really comes in is on the back of all that, so on the back of the technology piece, is it it, it is our ability to, um, to value the risk, to put a dollar value on the risk, to be able to take first party customer financial data, link it to the weather data, in a way that the capital markets and insurance markets um, will accept essentially or will certify and be able to present to all parties what the fair price for protecting a particular risk is.
1: Do you anticipate any of the products you're working on or the people who are taking on the risk um, will sort of get more involved in that piece of okay you're in a hurricane zone. So we recommend the building code be this versus where it's at. And if you, you know, redo your roof this way, then we'll adjust our premiums this way or, you know, sort of trying to proactively manage their clients more. But where do you see that going?
0: Yeah, it's happening already. So, um, you know, I think that's, uh, I think those activities are are mature in market. So uh, yeah, I think you you can you know, use your example of the hurricane in the roof, right? So um, if you look at the state of Florida, so we've recently had Hurricane Ian come through, which was devastating for much of Southwest Florida. If you look at the history in Florida, uh, and, and my history goes back to Andrew, I don't go a lot farther back than that in my own mind, but you go back to Andrew, every storm that comes through Florida affects the building codes. Um, so that the next storm that comes through that same location does less damage than the storm that came right. through before. So we're, we're building more resilient structures in Florida. Now, there's a whole different conversation you could have about what does that do to cost of living? What does that do to putting people in harm's way? You know, that kind of thing. That's a whole separate conversation. But right. the idea of mitigating the risk before the bad thing happens by doing something like improving the structure, I've seen a lot of programs... You know, auto insurance where the um, where the insurance company will proactively send a weather alert if there's a hailstorm in the area. And if you respond to the hail alert by moving your car into a garage, into a covered space, um, you, you basically get a discount on your overall yeah. insurance. Right. So I think there's there's a whole suite of um, there's a whole suite of activities that are aimed at uh, having the policyholder um make their their risk uh, lowering their own risk by um by better engineering the things that they own or by protecting the things that they own yeah absolutely
1: you know i i appreciate you having you on is there anything that we didn't cover that um you would like to cover before we wrap up
0: the place that i'd just like to leave it is in noting that um you know, climate change is affecting the hazards and perils that affect our um, that that impact us economically. Uh, and I think the the business community as a whole is maturing to number one, understand it. Number two, quantify it, and then number three, protect against it. Um, we're not going to be able to stop these events from occurring. But we can put financial protections in place so that we can recover more quickly. Um, and so, you know, that's just sort of where I'd like to leave it is just in noting that there's an area of innovation there. And, you know, for people that may be, you know, listening to this recording later on down the line, it, it's, it's to start engaging with you know, if if you're at the if you're at the retail level, it's to talk to your insurance company about this concept. Um, really, more where this is is if you're the insurance company and you're recognizing that you're seeing these risks on and on. Um, it's noting that there are new layers of coverage. Um, so it's basically just to reach out and to start to access. You know, where can these layers of coverage um, come from?
1: All right, great. Well, uh, really interesting stuff, and I think it's you know sounds like you were. Definitely ahead of the curve, but an area that's picking up uh, steam and attention um, seems like minute by minute these days. So Steve Bennett, uh, co-founder and chief climate officer for the DEMEX Group. Thanks so much for being on.
0: Thank you again for the invitation, Joshua. It's nice to meet you.